finding rest in Christ past three and today I'm talking on resting in the storm resting in the storm so a gentleman and his wife were celebrating their first wedding anniversary and his childhood friend was a manager of a port that had yachts a lot of them so his childhood friend said to him you know i manage all these yachts here and i'm going to steal one for you guys to go and spend one night in the middle of the sea whilst you read relax yourself then the next morning we bring you down there you go for your for your anniversary it was so beautiful they got it went into the middle of the sea and then unannounced there was a violent storm the friend noticed the storm was coming but he could not reach them by the next morning they were missing huge storm they were missing they went looking for them they found a man but he was paralyzed the woman was never found the woman was never found 24 hours earlier they were celebrating a milestone 24 hours later they were hit with a storm a storm is a sudden unannounced attack And sometimes when we are in the middle of celebration, we forget that there exist dangers. But today, I also want to show you that as a Christian, irrespective of when, how, and where the storm came from, you can still find rest in the storm. I believe that the problem you are going through, there is a way of escape for you. I believe that whatever is giving you stress, there is a God who is with you. I know the story of a woman whose husband was cheating on her. And she was always fighting these other women. She had sleepless nights. She couldn't sleep. Everybody knew her in the community. The woman whose husband is troubling her. She's lost weight. She's lost her, her self-image. She couldn't do anything. She was so disturbed by the husband's attitude. She forced a relocation from the area. The husband still persisted in his behaviors. Then she found a church, accepted Jesus as a Lord and personal Savior. Years later, she went back to the community where she relocated. And some friends saw her and said, Ah! You are looking beautiful. You are looking nice. You are looking so nice. Has your husband stopped worrying you? She said, no, it's even gotten worse. They said, then why are you looking so different? She said, because I am born again. Now I have Jesus. The first time she was struggling in the storm. The second time she was resting in the storm. I believe that God wants to solve that problem. But even if he doesn't solve it, you can still find rest in the storms. And I came with that prophetic word. 
So we're going to study some two situations how some men found rest in storms. Amen. Now, how many of you believe that all things work together for the good of those who believe? And that whatever you are going through will work together for your good. It does not matter the magnitude of the problem. It will work together for your good. The disciples of Jesus saw a man who was born blind. And they asked Jesus, what was the cause of this blindness? Is it the sins of his parents or his own sin? Jesus said, none of that. But that blindness is to the glory of God. How could a blindness be to the glory of God? When the man was healed, God was given the glory. Sometimes what would be to the glory of God in your life does not come to you dressed in suit. It comes to you dressed in rags. Are you here? Sometimes solutions do not come to you as a parcel from DHL. It comes to you from the refuse dump site. If you believe God can do anything, and he has the power to fulfill every promise he has made to you. Then I came to announce to you that it is time to rest in the storm. That problem is not the end of the story. It's the beginning of a new chapter. Are you here? How could we have imagined that the barrenness of Sarah was meant to preserve her womb for the birth of Isaac at the right time in God's calendar? The circumstances of every believer's life has a divine reason. Don't ignore it. Don't overlook it. Are you here with me? I came to tell someone here that the storms may be fierce. They may be threatening to break that boat you are traveling with. But even if the boat is broken, you will still survive. Rest in the storm. Don't panic. It is not time to give up. Don't walk out of that marriage. Don't walk out of that job. Don't give up on that dream. Because you can still rest in that storm. And I want to show you how you can rest in the storm. Are you ready? I want to show you how you can rest in every storm. If we're born again, spirit-filled believer here, you can rest in that storm. One woman, she was a twin, and she was lame. At the beginning of her life, anytime they went out and she was in a wheelchair, 
and saw her sister walking around. And the guys really liked the sister. They were beautiful, but she was lame. So all the attention went to her sister, not herself. She used to cry. She used to stay alone in a room and mourn from morning to evening and accuse God of wrongdoing. If you knew you were not going to give me legs to walk, why did you create me? Until she became born again. Instead of going to a church. Instead of having a bedding to pray for their pastor. For years, you stay indoors and pray for the pastor. Suddenly, the pastor started operating in the gift of miracles. Things started happening. And then one day, as she was pondering over the years of prayer and seeing the results of that prayer, she looked up to heaven and said, Lord, if you made me lame so that I could stay indoors and pray for my pastor, then I want to thank you. He said, my lameness has a purpose. And that purpose is even greater than the purpose of my pastor. Because it is my prayers that is keeping this man at this level of ministry. Sometimes God will inconvenience you for someone else's assignment. But if it is God, rest in the storm. There was a young man very popular in this country when we were growing up. He used to play music, was very popular, powerful young man. When we were growing up, he was more influential than Shatawale on the youth. The one day we woke up in the morning and they said the young man has murdered a taxi driver. It's a long trial in this country. Eventually, he went to prison. It was in, today, he's a pastor. It was in prison that he met Jesus. Sometimes, something outrageous must happen for you to find your assignment. And I'm going to show you in the Bible right now how a man found his assignment through a storm. He moved into an assignment through a storm. I know you are going through something. And I know you are saying in your mind, Bishop, you don't know what I'm going through. I don't have to know what you are going through because I know the God who is walking you through. Yeah. Bishop, you don't know my wife, eh? You, you have got it, mommy, and so you are talking like that. You don't know my wife, eh? I don't know your wife, but I know the God you serve. Because you, you are succeeded. So you are just saying things. You, if you have gone through what I have gone through, I don't have to go through what you have gone through to tell you that God can do it. I don't know you, but I know the God you serve. I know how that God works. I know how that God operates. You are next in line for a great miracle. The next testimony that will change the lives of many people, you shall share that testimony. The next great person in your family is sitting down here today. The next great 
president that will change the continent of Africa is in this room today. If God took David from the wilderness, do you know what that means? What it means is that in Ghana, God walked past Trazaco Valley Estate and walked past airport residential area and walked past Accra and went to the last town between Ghana and Burkina Faso at the border and picked the greatest king that ever lived in Israel. The logo of Israel in their flag, their flag there, the logo of Israel is the star of David. But David did not come from a rich family. Sometimes God wants your ordinariness to do extraordinary things. Sometimes God wants your pain to show his glory in your life. Are you here? I feel I'm talking to someone here. I'm speaking to you right now. This is a prophetic word to you right now. It's a prophetic word to you right now. You think it's over. But I'm telling you, it is not. It's just the beginning. It is just the beginning. It is just the beginning. Don't give up. Just keep holding on. Give somebody a high five and tell the person keep holding on so let me quickly read this scripture to you now i want to talk to you on storm jonah storm jonah this talk we call storm jonah if you run away from god you run into a storm sometimes the storm you are running into is because you are running away from god now let me show you how god can use a storm to bring you into his perfect will. Jonah chapter 1, from 1 to 15. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai. Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it. Because wickedness has come before me. But Jonah ran away from the Lord. And headed, so Jonah was a prophet, a man of prophet. And God sent him. And headed for Tashis. He went down to Joppa where he found a ship bound for that port. After paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tashis to flee from the Lord. Then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea. This was not Satan sending, you know, the Lord himself sent a sent a great wind on the sea and, a, and such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. I know you are at that place where your life is threatening to break up. Your business is threatening to break up. You just don't know. You know that there is a sudden attack on you. Like the case of Jonah. You smell, but your heart is aching. You are nicely dressed sitting here, but you know that that beautiful cloth is covering shame. It's covering pain. 
the pain behind that smile you are the only one who can imagine it who can fail we can't just imagine it the shame behind that clothes you are the only one who know the fear the fear behind that boldness you are the only one who knows the confusion in your mind you are the only one who knows where the next meal is going to come from you are the only one who knows you feel it you know it there is such a violent storm that is trying to break your life it's trying to destroy your life you simply don't know the next step where the next meal is going to come from the bible says it's threatening to break up the ship your marriage is under threat your career is under threat your job is under threat your family is under threat your relationship is under threat but you can still rest in that storm don't panic be still and know that he is God be still and know that he is God be still and know that he is God is there anything too difficult for this God we are talking about here Listen. and all the sailors were afraid and he cried out to his own God <laughs> everybody on the ship had become a prayer warrior and they threw the cargo into the sea to lighten the ship but Jonah had gone down below deck where he lay down and fell into a deep sleep. Not into a light sleep, but into a deep sleep. <laughs> oh, what a man. What a man. He's just falling into a deep sleep in the midst of a violent storm. Now, if the storm got to a point where they were throwing away the cargoes, it was a very difficult storm. It was a very serious storm. How could the man be sleeping? But this is not the first time the Bible has recorded someone sleeping in the midst of storm. Jesus also slept in the midst of storms. And I'll show you why. My spiritual father, when we were young pastors around him, we will have an issue in church. Something threatening to break the church. And we'll go to pastors' meeting. All of us will be panicking. And we'll be pushing him. We'll be pushing him to make a decision. And the man is relaxed. And will tell us all of you, relax. As I grew up in my faith in the Lord, I understood why my spiritual father could rest in the midst of storms. One day, a lady's husband was trying to leave her to marry another woman. And there was evidence. So this lady in our church brought the lady to me. I was expecting a broken down woman in tears. But this lady comes before me and she's smiling. And she's talking and smiling. She's talking and smiling. 
I, I, I wondered if I had said to her that I don't feel your pain. But I wanted to see tears in her eyes to feel her pain. I said, I don't feel your pain. I later discovered that this was a quiet woman, but a very dangerous prayer warrior. Now, I will show you why Jonah couldn't be bothered. I will show you why everybody had become a prayer warrior, but Jonah was relaxed. I will show you why everybody was panicking, but Jonah has such a peaceful sleep, a deep sleep, a deep sleep. Have you ever slept that there has been heavy rainstorm and you never heard it? Oh, one day it happened to me. The mommy came to my room and said, Honey, did you hear the rainstorm? I said, No. She says, It's raining heavily. Things are falling. You didn't hear? My answer was, The Bible says that God gives sleep to those he loves. <laughs> Why are you angry that God has given me sleep in the midst of storms? Oh, there are several times where mommy actually anticipates a problem and she's panicking and I'm relaxed. And she will go, honey, don't you care? I'll show you very soon. In the case of Jesus, the disciple said, don't you care that we perish? I remember one day we were at home and mommy heard the sound of guns. Bah, bah, bah. Started screaming, honey, honey, I'm rubbish, I'm rubbish. She guided all her children and left me. <laughs> Nana and Via were much younger. Hey, I went to find mommy brooding over Nana and Via in the corner in the room. And while she was screaming, I was just taking it easy. She said, honey, you don't care. Go and check. And she was sending me to go and check. <laughs> she had her children's co covered and I could see man today. Should go and check. I relaxed, opened the doors at the top, went down to the hall, came back. I said, Nothing is happening. Relax. She said, Do you have police numbers? Call them. I said, I have. I'll call. Call now. Call now. I mean, now. Take your time. Re relax. She said, no, no, I can't relax. They're armed robbers. They were knockouts. Now, when you are a spiritual man, there is always an inner witness. When something is happening around you, you control it from inside. The outside will not control you. Greater is he that lives in me than he that lives in the world. The battle is not between me and my environment. It is between what lives in me and my environment. I've been telling you, that's why people can't believe that ordinary men who became pastors at tender age are today building cities when their economies are collapsing. No, economies of many nations are collapsing. Recently, you heard that government wanted to tax the churches. 
And they were not intending to tax the businesses of the churches. They were intending to tax tithes and offerings. Because the assumption is that we are making a lot of money and we are building cities, but we are not building from tithes and offerings. There is a greater in us that enables us to, to, to weather the storms, to save the waves. Are you here? When I was coming here, God told me, no man will be able to stand up against you. I took God by his word. I took God by his word. I have faced human storms and I have survived. I have faced difficult situations and I have survived. Your story will be the same. Your story will be the same. Whatever, every storm confronting you today will become your testimony in the future. That problem will not kill you. That problem will not destroy you. It will not pull you down. You are too anointed to die before your time. You are too anointed to be buried by that storm. I prophesy on you, your destiny is changing. The man was sleeping. The captain went to him and said, how can you sleep? How can you be smiling in the midst of this problem? How can? How can you sleep? They were surprised at his reaction. How can you sleep? Get up and call on your God. Maybe he will take notice of us so that he will, we will not perish. Can I see the next slide? Then the sailors said to each other, come, let us cast lots to find out who is responsible for this calamity. And they cast lots and the lot fell on Jonah. Can you imagine the guy who was sleeping is the cause of our problems? So they asked him, tell us who is responsible for making all this trouble for us. Now here, Jonah, what kind of work do you do? Where do you come from? What is your country? What people, from what people are you from? Then he answered. He answered, I am a Hebrew. I am a Hebrew. A man's origin is important. I am a Hebrew. And I worship the Lord. Now, if we look at the beginning of the book of Jonah, they introduce him, Jonah, the son of Amittai, of this tribe, of this, of this. Now, Jonah was not introducing himself based on the way people saw him. It is not who gave birth to you that matters. It is who gave birth to your spirit when you got born again. Are you here? That is why when you become a Christian, they say you are born again. So, the curse you were born into, you have not been born into blessing. There is a supernatural 
transformation in your life. He says, I am a Hebrew. I worship the Lord, the God of heaven. Now see, now see, see, see. He said that, who made the sea? Who made the sea? This sea that is trying to kill us. Is the God I worship who made it? In other words, I know where the storm is coming from. It's coming from the God I worship. See, so the reason why your gods couldn't do anything about this when you prayed to them is because it's coming from my God. So while Jonah was sleeping, he knew it. When the storm hit them, he said, Father, you are doing it again, eh? <laughs> you are doing it again, eh? One of the reasons why mommy and I survived some of the turbulent periods in our lives, when we were teaching, no money, nothing, when we came here, when we, called, we knew where the storm was coming from. You rest when you know the source of the storm. If a snake enters into your bedroom and you know where the snake went, the panicking is better than when you don't know where the snake went. When you know the source of your problem, you have solved the problem 90%. Jonah said, I am a Hebrew. I am, never forget when you are going through the storms. Always remember that you are a Christian. You were a child of God. You were a born again believer. God has a covenant with you and God has a responsibility to protect you. Always remember, never forget it. Always remember that you are a child of God. You, are a, you have a covenant with God. God has a responsibility to protect you. Always remember, always, never forget it. I am a Hebrew. I am a Hebrew. I am a child of God. You want to fight me? You want to fight me? Who is your father? You want to fight a child of God? Who is your father? Where have you come from? Who are you? You want to fight a child of God? You should look at that storm and tell the storm, I'm not going to panic because of you. Do you know who I am? My children know that when it gets, I get to don't try it. You don't, I can say stop. I can say I won't do it. But when I not change the language, I say don't try it. They end there. When it gets to don't try it, it ends there. They know that this one. Hmm. I am a Hebrew. And then he wants to say, I worship the Lord. The God of heaven. Your weapons determine your, your worship determines your weapon. He said, I am not a small boy. Oh. The reason why I am resting, number one, I am a Hebrew. 
Number two, I worship the God of heaven. <laughs> Why should a man like this panic in the face of storms? Now he goes on to talk about the God he says, who made the sea and the dry land. What you create cannot destroy you. If it does, there's something wrong. If your child is giving you problem, put him down, look at his face and say, you, I made you, you cannot destroy me. Speak into that child's life, he will change. You have started a business, the business is giving you trouble. <laughs> when I started Accra Business School, at one point I was struggling with some finances. I just took the registration document of the I said to the, I said to the document, Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. My faith, my faith in him. I said, you will not overcome me. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. You are born of God. That's why you are called a born again Christian. You will overcome the world. There is nothing that will overcome you. Tell somebody I've come too far. Nothing can overcome me. Hey! Now, let's go to the next thing. He goes on and says, this terrified them and they asked. When he introduced himself and his God, that they became terrified. They have not heard that before. As Bishop said, during the revolution time, they sent some just soldiers to come and get him to go and kill him. He said they were praying when God told him, so soldiers are coming. They are coming to get you to go and kill you. He said, they'll be here at 8 p.m. 8 p.m. on the door, they were there. They say, you are wanted. They say, who? He said, who is looking for me? He said, they say, we should bring you. He said, no, I'm not coming. In the name of Jesus, no, that Bishop prays. They was okay, tomorrow come and report. But the story went on, I think at one point, when he went, started praying. They said, are you cursing us? Why are you praying against us? Go, 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 go. A man cheated on a wife. The man was an unbeliever, the wife was a believer. The, Lord, the woman has gone home to be with the Lord now. And came to see the wife in prayer. And stood at the entrance of the bedroom watching this woman praying and calling on fire. When the woman finished the prayer, the man, the, the, the man went to her and said, oh, Why are you reporting me to God like that? That was the end of that man chasing women. If you know who you are, the storm that killed your father will be the storm that will bring elevation to your life. Are you here with me? Am I speaking to you? I said that problem, you call it problem, but God sees it as a project. God sees it as a project. He's working on you. God is working on you. 
all things will work together for your good rest in the storm don't panic i told you the story of this evangelist who went to togo from another village in in togo he came to lomen lomen the capital of togo to do a crusade god worked miracles happened cripples walked a lot of things happened he came with a bicycle so when he finished his crusade he sat on his bicycle to go and the clouds gathered and he said god if you called me to preach your word let the rain stop till i get home immediately he finished praying the rain started falling the rain destroyed even the bible he preached with when he got home he said you are not there even the bible i preached is wet he threw it away two years later someone from lomen went to the village looking for the man he said i'm looking for the evangelist the evangelist i'm looking for the evangelist he came to togo two uh, came to lomen two years ago for a crusade i'm looking for him so that man go to that drinking spot you'll find him there when he went the man had become an alcoholic he said evangelist what happened to you i'm among the people you preach to in lomen he said oh forget that god that came to preach he's not alive i asked him to stop the rain he did not stop the rain the man who went said wow i was the head of the witchcraft community in lomen when you came we tried to kill you whilst you were preaching we could not kill you there were angels around you so we said if we could not do it spiritually we must do it physically so when you finished the pre crusade and you sat on your bicycle and you were coming we ambushed you to shoot against you you know careful where they use they use gunpowder isn't it he said just when we we saw the light of your bicycle and we're about to shoot you it started raining suddenly and was so heavy that the rain entered into the gun so when we shot it didn't work he said because of you alone the whole city had rainfall and yet you are blaming that god that storm is not intended to kill you it is intended for a purpose greater than you that boy who walked out of your life is not intended to kill you it's intended for a better purpose and i will show you before i'm going to conclude now but i'll show you something you see listen your work with god and eh? lift it up bring it up when you panic, when you are so panicky as a Christian, it tells you that you do not understand this God. Now, please, go to the last slide. Let me read the scripture there before I continue. Hear this. Pull it from the, from the hand. Oh, you are making it look too serious. Okay, now look. Job 38 verse 1. Job 38 verse 1. Then the Lord spoke to Job out of the storm. Every stormy situation has a rima. 
there is a word every problem you go through every situation you go through god speaks there must be a remnant if you don't know what god is teaching you with that storm you will panic but if you know in the most difficult parts of our lives me and mommy knew that this is the trial of our faith mommy was pregnant with kevin and sometimes the whole day i grew up in a church where my spiritual father taught, taught me never to borrow money or ask for money from church members so some people have been with me here for over 20 years when i was even the poorest of pastors among the poorest of pastors i never asked them for a shilling so mommy and i mommy was pregnant with kevin and the whole day she hadn't eaten and you see the baby kicking in the womb kicking in the womb guess what i used to do the whole of kevin's pregnancy mommy went to hospital like twice or thrice the rest anointing oil that's why he's big like that well, the bible said the oil will make you fat it's in the bible the oil will make you fat i will pray for mommy believe god bless water bless water <laughs> i will just bless water for my pregnant wife and we will not ask anything from anybody i am not telling you storms i have not faced i am not sometimes we can credit food around every seller in the marketplace and nobody wants to sell for us anymore so that even Kobe, you know Kobe, saltfish. Is it salted fish, eh? Now that we can't, when we were going, I was for the poor man. Even that one, they were refusing to credit it to us. But we have survived that storm. Today we look at it and we glorify God something years ago about 40 i was a child i was a young boy when i heard my mother telling her friend that when the cock crows and her eyes opens in the morning she panics because she'll be thinking of how she could take her children through one day but today a bishop has come out of those children that she could not believe that 30 years ago 40 years ago she could not believe she could take them for a day we are still here we are still here she was thinking about one day one day but we have survived 30, 40 years she said this 40 years ago here we are we are survived you will survive you will survive you will survive and carry yourself in the lord you will survive 
you are coming out of that situation and you will survive your testimony will be made complete nothing will stop that by the time this month will be ended you will have rest on every side <laughs>